2: From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KCSG, channel 8 of St. George, Utah, parts of Idaho, Wyoming, Nevada, and Arizona from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV, channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view all our Kingdom of God crusade telecasts in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church is located at 1043 Middle Street, the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with a sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon. A landmark in Kali for over 90 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, used exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hunt, Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those within the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Today, we are celebrating Labor Day. We begin our telecast with our church choir under the direction of Choir Director Emilia Hahn. They will sing this stirring rendition of the song "We Are More Than Conquerors," accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Iris Locke on the organ. As we continue to labor for the Lord, we become more spiritually grounded in Christ Jesus and find comfort in knowing if God be for us, who can be against us? Please join in and sing along with our choir, following the words on your screen. Up next, the church band led by yours truly will play an uplifting number entitled, The Longer I Serve Him. There is much spiritual joy when we give our hearts to Christ Jesus and continue to walk hand in hand with Him. We find that as we diligently seek and serve the Lord, the sweeter He grows. And now Marvin Abin will sing the song, Jesus is walking with me. We surely have a friend in Jesus who watches over us, protects, provides, and leads and guides us daily. Marvin is, Marvin is accompanied by yours truly on the piano, and Associate Pastor Trustee, Evan H. Broad Sr. and Mason Asano on the guitars. For the final song, the church choir will sing, Together We'll Make the Journey. As we labor for the Lord in the unity of His Holy Spirit, we know nothing is impossible with Him when we place our trust and faith in Christ Jesus. Next, we call upon the church orchestra to play an instrumental number entitled Scattering Precious Seed. The orchestra is led by Associate Pastor Trustee Evan H. Sprout, Sr. The beautiful words of this song, entitled Spirit Wings, can comfort the brokenhearted, the heaven-laden, or even a dejected soul seeking answers to his unhappy life. It gives you the hope, peace, and joy you will find in knowing Christ Jesus. Our duets, Seneca Rose Hahn and Kelsey Pualoa, will soar with our Lord as they sing this inspirational song for us. This morning's number is dedicated to Mrs. Tracy Kyrus, who faithfully attends services at the Kaimuki and Mother Church on Oahu. She always has a ready smile and has a generous heart. May the Lord pour forth His bountiful blessings upon you. Have a wonderful day.
3: Hi, and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time stations and locations in the United, continent the United States for viewing our audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD TV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KCSG channel 8 of St. George, Utah, parts of Idaho, Wyoming, Nevada, and Arizona. And from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBTV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner cable channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At Akamakee Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaneda Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai by Pastor Kenneth M. L. Alvario, in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K.Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vespera Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, YOU MAY DO SO BY SENDING YOUR DONATIONS TO THE ADDRESS DESIGNATED AT THE CONCLUSION OF THE TELECAST. AND NOW I'D LIKE TO RETURN OUR PROGRAM BACK TO HEAD PASTOR WILLIAM M. HAN SENIOR WHO WILL BRING FORTH HIS SPIRIT-DIRECTED AND SPIRIT-INSPIRED SERMON. PASTOR WILLIAM?
2: THANK YOU, MELVIN. OUR SPIRITUAL LABOR OF LOVING CHRIST JESUS IS THE MOST IMPORTANT PART OF LIFE IN OUR DAILY WALK WITH HIM. Therefore. We pray that you will join us in this weekly Kingdom of God Crusade podcast to strengthen yourself in Jesus Christ and to foster a lasting and eternal relationship with Him. Doing so, will turn you into an instrument for the Lord Jesus Christ to be ready to testify of His goodness and mercy to others. Let us now proceed with the reading of God's Word in today's sermon entitled, Our Spiritual Labor of Love in Christ Jesus. The first Monday of September is designated to celebrate Labor Day. However, every day is Labor Day for the true born-again believers who witness to win souls for Christ Jesus. Paul, the apostle, instructs mankind in 1 Corinthians 3, 9, for we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. Learning to work together in harmony with Jesus Christ, and not just with ourselves, is a very important lesson in this life. Many work for daily sustenance, while others work to pay for a home or to educate their children. However, only a few can truthfully say we are working with Jesus Christ and for Him. We've been taught two things about working that must be learned to be successful in this life. First, we must learn to work. And second, we must learn to work with others, hence, The term labor can be defined as any physical effort or work. God's word instructs mankind in Ephesians 4, chapter 28, verse regarding manual labor. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. Today, the world has little respect for those who are lazy and, in fact, honors men and women who work hard, honestly, and diligently. However, world history is made up of both workers and idlers alike. When examining the Lord's gospel work, we find individuals who are willing to put their shoulders to the gospel wheel. Jesus Christ encourages his believers in John 9:4, saying, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. We must learn to work while we have the vigor, vitality, and energy to do so. For all too soon, our strength and health will fail. As time passes rapidly and we suddenly find ourselves without good health and plagued by common ailments, that accompany getting older. And then, gone forever, is the golden opportunity to serve the Lord Jesus Christ at our peak performance. Psalms 90 verses 9 to 10 and 12 relates this example. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore years And ten, that is seventy. And if by reason of strength they be four school years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Our major task here upon this earth is to win souls for Jesus Christ and faithfully spread the gospel of the kingdom of God to this lost and dying world. Hence, when the moment comes and we meet Jesus Christ in heaven above, we will hear him say to each of us, well done, my good and faithful servant. There is a story about three men working at the construction site of a great building. The first man was asked what he was doing. He said, I am mixing mortar." The second man responded to the same question I am working for $20 per day. Third man replied to the same questions as he looked towards heaven. I am building a great church where men, women, and children might come and worship the Lord Jesus Christ in the beauty of holiness. The third man's response indicates that he had within him the right concept of true labor. He was not laboring just for today, but for all the days ahead that were to come even after his own earthly passing. Therefore, John 6, 27 teaches us this truth. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him had God the Father sealed. Therefore, dear television viewers, let us always remember to put our hands into the nail-pierced hands of Jesus Christ and be willing to labor spiritually for Him in our every daily action of life upon this earth. Jesus Christ, in God's Word, the Bible, declared in Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Jesus Christ holds each and every one of us in the hollow of His hands. When we come to Him, seeking the salvation of our souls, He will lead us into being born again by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ and being filled with His Holy Spirit to become new creatures in Christ Jesus. The Lord Jesus Christ, our risen Savior, Master, and Lord, is calling every man, woman, and child to come unto Him in full repentance. The sooner we come to Jesus Christ, the better laborers we will become in sowing the seeds of our earthly existence. Paul speaks of this in Galatians 6:7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Jesus Christ came into this world to die upon the cross of Calvary for your sins and my sins. He shed his blood for you and for me, although he had never committed a sin, nor had he ever entertained an evil thought. God's word relates that Jesus Christ died for all mankind and was made sin for us. His earthly labor was to bear the sins of the whole world, which were laid upon him as the Lamb of God. Jesus Christ addressed this in John 3, 14 to 15, saying, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Jesus Christ was lifted up on the cross of Calvary so that we too can all look up to him today and obey his commandments to be saved from our sins, for he took the sinner's place. Hebrews 12, 2 provides this encouragement, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. There were three hours of darkness while He hung on the cross, which is also a picture of judgment. And God's Word instructs everyone that in the final judgment, those who have rejected Jesus Christ as their personal Savior will be cast into outer darkness. This darkness that fell upon the earth is a picture of the awful darkness that will surround sinners in their eternal doom in hell below. Jesus Christ was made a curse for mankind As addressed in Galatians 3.13, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. The gospel mandate is derived from the natural man's inability to see or enter into the kingdom of God without it. God's word denotes that no matter how gifted, moral or refined, the natural man is absolutely blind to spiritual truth and unable to enter to God's kingdom on his own. Neither can he obey, understand, or please God. The highest degree anyone can receive from the Lord Jesus Christ is the B.A.O. born-again degree that is spiritually coveted. This born-again degree is described in John 3rd, chapter 5, verse, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in verses 6-7 through it reads, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Acts 2.38 identifies the process by which we obtain the Lord's born-again degree. Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. To be born of water relates to baptism by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ. And to be born of the Spirit relates to speaking in tongues or God's unknown language. And according to God's Word, the Bible, the only evidence to confirm the infilling of God's Holy Spirit is the speaking in tongues. On the day of Pentecost, the 120 disciples gathered in one mind, in one heart, and in one accord in the upper chamber in Jerusalem, and God's Holy Spirit was outpoured upon them, filling them so that they began to speak in tongues for all to behold. Water baptism is essential to salvation, and it signifies the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ therefore commands all mankind in Mark sixteen sixteen, He that believeth, and is baptized, shall be saved, but he that believeth not. Shall be damned. And Jesus Christ is the only saving name as addressed in Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Colossians 3:17 adds this confirmation. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Therefore, television viewers, we beseech you today to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and filled with God's Holy Spirit and experience firsthand the spiritual joy in knowing Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, Master, and Lord. Acts 17, 30 to 31 also relates, and the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent because he hath appointed a day, in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men in that he hath raised him from the dead. Our involvement in God's spiritual labors will bring out the beauty of human souls when they accept him and become transformed by his spiritual power in their daily lives. God's plan of salvation does not call for every man, woman, and shall sit idle as his living creation? Instead, he commanded Adam, as well as all mankind, in Genesis three nineteen, "In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken; for dust thou art, and to dust shalt thou return." Paul provides the spiritual truth in Second Thessalonians three ten. For even when we were with you, this week commanded you that if any would not work, neither should he eat. Therefore, it is all right to support those who cannot work due to valid reasons, but charity should not be used as a substitute for honest work. Today, we address an elite group of workers who deserve special distinction for laboring in God's spiritual vineyard. Jesus Christ addressed His earthly parents, Mary and Joseph, in Luke two forty-nine, And He said unto them, how is it that He sought me? We see not that I must be about my father's business. In John 4, 34 and 36, Jesus Christ provides mankind this direction, my need is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth, rages, and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. There is so much to do and so little time to do it. Therefore, dear television viewers, our spiritual advice is to get involved immediately in God's fields of harvest and put your shoulders to the gospel wheel, serving Jesus Christ as our King and Lord of Lords. God's word provides his blessing in Psalm 133, 1. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. For in unity there is strength, and in strength there is victory and cooperation amongst God's wonderful people. King Solomon led God's people to build the temple and employed 70,000 burden bearers, 80,000 hewers of stone, laboring in the mountains, and hundreds of skillful men working with gold, silver, and brass. In past and present wars, there were millions of Americans serving in the armed forces of the United States of America. Although in different branches of the armed services, they worked together as a unified team to achieve a common goal of winning the war. Some of the best examples of unity were the recent wars in the Persian Gulf, Desert Storm, Operation Enduring Freedom in Afghanistan, and Operation Iraqi Freedom. These wars engaged involvement by coalition forces of the United States and other member countries of the United Nations who banded together to fight a common enemy, depose several enemy leaders, establish in-country elections, and bring law and order and democratic freedom to their citizens. And this is still ongoing today. This current day lesson serves to teach us all that when we work together in unity, we can fulfill great purposes and worldwide goals. Then again, There would never have been a temple in Jerusalem had the people not worked together in unity. The familiar phrase, united we stand, but divided we fall, still rings true today. And mankind has learned to work with God in many different ways. The forces of electricity have existed throughout time because Jesus Christ put them here. But it was up to man himself to harness his great power Jesus Christ put rich soil upon the earth, but mankind had to learn to cultivate this soil. He puts metals and minerals in the bosom of the earth, but he expects mankind to find, extract, and use these natural resources. We will find dignity in labor as we continue to work with Jesus Christ and give him the praise and glory for all that we have and all that we do. The New Testament book of Titus, chapter 3, 14, reflects this exhortation. And let ours also learn to maintain good works for necessary uses that they may be not unfruitful. Just think of it. Jesus Christ was the greatest person that ever lived. He opened the eyes of the blind. He caused the lame to walk and he cast out devils. He healed the sick and he raised the dead. His every touch was tender and blessed. He was accursed, but he bore it all for you and for me because it was his payday. Therefore, we see that Calvary is the picture of the judgment that fell on Jesus Christ because of our sins. If we sin as children of God, we must learn to repent of our sins before having to suffer punishment from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. However, when we are chastised, it is because the Lord Jesus Christ loves us and is preparing us to meet Him when He calls us home saying, Come up hither. God's encouragement is given in Hebrews 12, 5 6. And he hath forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. Proverbs 23, 13, 14 also addresses corrective discipline. Withhold not correction from the child, for if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. Thou shalt beat him with the rod and shall deliver his soul from hell. There is a day call, coming called the Christian's pay day for his spiritual labor upon this earth. The Lord Jesus Christ saves us and then promises every man, woman, and child a reward for the work they have done in the name of Jesus Christ. Matthew 16, 27 relates this message to all. For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father, with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. Ephesians 6, 5-8 highlights the spiritual attitude that we must maintain in doing good work as unto the Lord Jesus Christ. It reads, servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in singleness of your heart as unto Christ." Not with eye as men pleases, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. With goodwill, doing service as to the Lord, and not to men. Knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall receive of the Lord, whether it be bond or free. In our lifetime upon the earth, it is the time afforded to spiritually labor for the Lord Jesus Christ to prepare for the rest identified in Hebrews 4, 9 through 12. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he also had ceased from his own works as God did from his. Let us labor therefore to enter into that rest. Lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Jesus Christ is coming to rapture his very own, both living and dead. Those who are water-washed, blood-washed, spirit-filled, and walking in the light. We shall not all sleep, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. First Thessalonians 4, 17 to 18 gives us this word of encouragement. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. God's word identifies a crown as a picture or symbol of reward. Therefore, several crowns will be given by the Lord Jesus Christ himself to his faithful believers First, there will be the soul winner's crown, which will be a crown of rejoicing given to those spiritual labors who have won souls for Jesus Christ. Upon this crown will be stars to indicate the number of souls you have brought to the Lord Jesus Christ in your lifetime. And second, there will be the crown of life given to those spiritual labors for the great faithfulness as described in Revelations 2.10. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that it may be tried, and he shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. Let us then be true and faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ, daily offering our spiritual labor of love unto Him, until we hear Him call, Come up hither, come up hither, come up hither. If you'd like to learn more about God's Word in the church, and review the Telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next Telecast is your host head pastor, Billy Hahn, Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. Our church band brings our Telecast to its conclusion with a most befitting and inspirational tune entitled, Labor On. (laughs)